It's 12 away from 7. Gavin Gray is our UK correspondent. Evening, Gavin. Now, have we had confirmation that the Queen will pull out of the entire Com Games? No, but I think more and more now the courtiers are looking, thinking this just isn't practical for her to get to Birmingham to do it. So there's been no formal announcement. But, uh, of course, the 96-year-old monarch missed uh, many of the events that she was hoping to get to for the Platinum Jubilee with uh, uh, increasing frailty, uh, what was called sporadic mobility. So, in other words, some days I think she's fine. Other days she gets up and thinks, ooh, ooh, that's painful. I can't do that. So... The uh, uh, Commonwealth Games, which uh, begin on July the 28th in Birmingham at the Alexander Stadium, will be watched by uh, a billion people worldwide, we believe. But uh, it's likely now, we think, Her Majesty won't go. Instead, the Prince of Wales, Prince Charles, is likely to step in. And also, we're likely, I think, to see a very, very big turnout from other members of the royal family. Um, because, of course, uh, the Commonwealth is, uh, Games are on home ground. The Queen will be very disappointed at not attending. She has attended, I think, all but two of previous Commonwealth Games. Um, so, yeah, I think this is something she'll be very disappointed with, but that it's on home territory, she can't go. And incidentally, the Commonwealth Head of Government's meeting in Rwanda this month will also be attended by Prince Charles himself, now 73 years old. Uh, I don't think anyone expected the Queen to travel for that, but that, that's all now confirmed as well. Gavin, do you think it's much of the same health-wise for her, or is it a... Is it, a, is, it in, is it increasing frailty? Oh, I think it's increasing frailty as well, because if you look at some of the original statements to what that was going to be uh, attempted and then what is attempted uh, and over a period of time, then what becomes uh, the plan or the hope and then what is the reality? Again, each time I think it's slightly more pessimistic. But, you know, I think speak to anyone in their 90s and you, you know, they do tell you them the mobility mm. starts to get more difficult and more painful. Um, what will the UK Foreign Secretary hope to achieve by speaking with her Ukrainian counterpart about those Britons handed death sentences? I think they're really trying to put a little bit of pressure on Russia prior to what looks like a potential prisoner swap discussion. So uh, they are basically uh, she and uh, Ukraine's top prosecutor are saying these sentences breach the Geneva Convention. And the Liz Trust, the foreign secretary, will speak to uh, uh, her Ukrainian counterpart, Dmitro uh, Kuleba, by phone later. Um, and uh, basically, they, they're trying to point out to Russia that both the Britons were already living in Ukraine by the time the Russian invasion began. Um, and uh, they were captured back in April defending uh, Mariupol, the besieged city in the south. Um, and they're saying, look, these are not mercenaries who flew out from the UK to take part in the fighting. That's how you've charged them as being mercenaries, and that covers uh, can lead to them being sentenced to the death penalty, which it has. But that's not the case. They're saying they were living in Ukraine. They fought for the Ukrainian forces. They should be treated as prisoners of war. Now, as I said, I think there's a month for them to appeal. I think they're going to appeal. But I think the whole thing about the death sentence, Russia is obviously trying to give more leverage to some sort of a prisoner swap that these two are now very high profile. It's unlikely to therefore to be two people swapped for two people. Russia could well demand much a greater percentage than that. Yeah, well, that's a very good point that you make there. Gavin, thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend. That's Gavin Gray, our UK correspondent.